Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn. Hello. The current score is 24-22-2 Digimon, and this time we're discussing the 47th episodes, Fossil Fools and Black War Greymon's Destiny. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen, but you do you. And as always, a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions of the show, as well as helping us reach the milestone where we do some special episodes. start off with Fossil Fools. What do you reckon that's a play on words of? Fossil Fuels, I'm assuming? That's what I would guess as well. Yeah. Doesn't really work. I I really thought we were going to reanimate some fossils, not just find some Pokemon that are not actually extinct. Yeah, it was interesting. The fossils didn't really play a part. No. Also, the ending really bothers me. (laughs) The ending really bothers me. I kind of agree. Should we skip to the ending and talk about why Professor Oak is a bad professor? (laughs) We really should. Just let's get that out of the way. He basically just says, there's no living things deserve to live as a specimen. So I don't know how he studies Pokemon at all. I don't know how he has Pokemon at all. I think Professor Oak is the fool in this episode. I would agree with that. Also, like, other than maybe stealing the water, Team Rocket really did nothing wrong this week. They did just capture lots of Pokemon from a presumably endangered species to, to sell them. Is that even illegal? I don't know. They're probably a protected species due to the fact that they're ex- te- sort of extinct, but apparently not. I'm not sure Team Rocket did anything wrong. I think Ash just said, hey, you can't capture Pokemon because I say so. I don't know. Like They were just sort of like, these Pokemon are important for science, and therefore you can't capture them. And that was the whole arg- The whole argument was very important to science. Science needs these Pokemon to be left alone, even though no living things deserve to be studied as specimens. We'll get to that in more detail. So we're starting off with, uh, I-, I guess we just start after they have already gotten a message at a Pokemon Center that Professor Oak is going to this place they were already near, which I guess is fine. I I appreciate them skipping that bit, because Professor Oak phone calls are just fine. Just not good. Um, But anyway, Professor Oak doesn't really know why he called them, and also did not get permission to bring them. But they go to this definitely not Jurassic Park knockoff. I didn't even think of that. You're so right. It is just Jurassic Park. All they needed was to, like, tell us that they brought the dinosaur Pokemon back to life by filling in DNA from uh, Poliwhirl, or Politoed. There we go, Politoed works. Something like that. I'll just say we spared no expense. Yeah, exactly. But no, they didn't revive anything, which is really odd. Yeah, revival is a staple of the games, but no. Nope. The only thing weirder is that they went for the Kanto fossil Pokemon instead of the Johto ones. Why? We've had a, we've had a Kanto fossil Pokemon episode. So there's like Aerodactyl all in a cave underground or something. We even show it in the episode. We show a fossil of it. Kabutops is my favorite Pokemon, by the way. Kabutops is a good. I'm very sad that he wasn't actually in the episode. Um, instead we get what are the names of of these ones? We get Faster, as as in like Fawcett, apparently, <laughs> and random scientist guy pops in to say the water. We have a problem with the water. 
Yeah, the water that we desperately need, but apparently no one, like, cares about this reservoir. Also, whoever just- whoever asks when seeing a person using water, where does your water come from? Because I gotta tell ya, I- I live in a city, and I maybe could find out if I googled it, but I don't just know where my water comes from. It comes from the tap, okay? Leave me alone. I see water, and all that comes to mind is, it's not a mirage, it's real water! Because that is still the best line in all of Digimon Adventure. And you will not convince me otherwise. It's such a good line, and it's so stupid. I don't know, we got some good ones today. Okay, t what, from Digimon? Yeah. I expect uh, Quinn's favourite lines round up when we get into Digi-discussion then. Excellent. So anyway, yes, they use water to clean fossils or something, it's very important. And we're reminded that Misty likes water. She's a water trainer. She really starts hitting on, on the professor, dude. Once he says that all Pokemon used to be water Pokemon. Yeah. She's just like, I'm into that. Cool. What Pokemon are the dominant species or something? Also, my favorite, possibly my favorite thing about this episode is he says that the first Pokemon appeared 20 million years ago, but we think this Pokemon might be as much as 20,000 years older. Like, bro. That, that's so inconsequential. <laughs> that is not even in the margin of error. But it's very important to science. For some reason, that line stuck out. It really did for me. Science TM. I've got to admit, though, I do like faster dramatic flair. One shot, he's just all of a sudden like on a beach with waves behind him as he's explaining things. She's like, wait a second, I'm in an anime. So the reason that the water is having problems, very important that we foreshadow this because there's a reservoir way out in the middle of nowhere that we got our water from, is home to these presumably extinct Pokemon that the Pokedex still knows about. Yep. Why did they get a number if they're not? You know what? Screw it. But anyway, yeah, so we, Team Rocket, are bottling the water illegally and planning to sell it, which feels like a very millennial thing to do. It's just Meowth-branded water. <laughs> it really is. I love it. It literally just says water. I've met a picture of Meowth. I'd buy that. It'd be so hard to find online, because it's just called water. It's not great branding. They should really talk to their SEO guy. Wobbuffet is totally the SEO guy, by the way. So yes, they are. They are stealing the water and incidentally discover these extinct Pokemon. And then they capture them, which is kind of fine, except they really should have used a Pokeball. In fact, really would have made their getaway plan just happen. It really would. Do you reckon Team Rocket can't afford Pokeballs? I would believe that. That would explain why they never, like steal Pokemon properly. Is it possible, and I, I'm sure that they tell you it's morally wrong, but is it possible to capture a Pokemon that already has a Pokeball? I don't think so. Because, like, you can't do it in the games. It just doesn't even let you throw the ball at them. Uh, yeah, I remember in the original games, they'd just go, the trainer blocks the ball. But I mean, like, if I just randomly found Ash's Pikachu a mile away from him, if I threw a Pokeball at it, would it work? Hmm. I feel like it should. But then, like, which brainwashing is more dominant? The original brainwashing or the new Pokeball brainwashing? Like, can Pokeballs overwrite each other's brainwashing capabilities? Maybe if you had a stronger Pokeball, so you could use a Great Ball to overwrite. That would make the Master Ball just pure evil. It would. I feel like the Master Ball kind of is pure evil. Interesting. Why don't Pokeballs work on previously captured Pokemon? See? These are the questions. And those cowards are none willing to answer them. I don't know, like maybe maybe once Pokemon's been captured by one ball, it's like it gets chipped or something. So then other Pokeballs just react to the chipping and are like, oh, this has already been captured and they don't work as a theory for how they stop people from capturing each other's Pokemon with Pokeballs. Wake up, Maripol? What? 
Instead of wake up sheeple, wake up my weeple. I mean, I got it, but what? <laughs> We're sitting here talking about Pokemon conspiracy theories, come on. That, mine's not a conspiracy theory, it's an actual theory for... What if the Pokeballs insert chips into Pokemon? It's like when you just, when you get a chip for a cat or a dog or something. Mm. So that you can still find out who the owner is. I'm just saying, it sure sounds like you're you're saying Nurse Jenny is involved in a conspiracy. What? Nurse Jenny has, like, nothing. There isn't even a Nurse Jenny. It's Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny. God damn it, every time I do that. I know what I mean. Whoever Nurse Jenny is has nothing to do with the Pokeball manufacturing. How do we know that? I want there to be an episode where we do meet a Nurse Jenny who just confuses the hell out of everyone. There probably is an episode where, like, Joy and Jenny swap roles. Yeah, I just mean, I, I think they should go to a, a Pokemon Center and just meet a Jenny who is working as a nurse. She can be like, God damn it, I, just be, look, I know I'm the odd sister, but come on. <laughs> the odd cousin. Something like that. Are they all cousins? I don't remember. I don't know if Jenny or Joy is the surname or first name, but if they're all cousins and the first names are all Joy, then that's real confusing. <laughs> That that would be really weird, although it's not any less confusing if they're, you know, sisters and they all have the same name. Yeah, it's just weird. Jenny, come here. Which one? You just get, like, half a dozen Jennies all thrown in at you. Anyway, there's not much to this episode, I'm sorry. There is a great moment where, because Misty's hitting on Foster, Brock pulls Misty away, and it's just a complete role reversal, and it's quite funny. But then there's an equally awful moment where Omanite sexually assaults Pikachu. That's true. That's true. That is bad. Apart from that, the battle was very basic. It was just Pikachu does dodge-dodge shock tackle. I like that they almost get away, but the balloon is overweight. There is also a great line from Jesse where she's just like, Oh, to be famous and exceptionally well-dressed. She's like, yes, I agree. That's all I want is to be famous and exceptionally well-dressed. Well... In the near future, I'm going to be able to be exceptionally well-dressed. Hooray me! Hooray! Being well-dressed is goals. Yes. Also, I'm a professor now, so that's nice. <gasps> What's your tree? Ah, uh, see, I feel like I need to, since I'm a genetic engineer, make a new kind of tree and name it after me. You would totally be just, like, Professor Stem. <laughs> yes. All right, doing that now. You need to change your name now to Quinn Stem. If I hadn't already changed my name once, I'd think a lot more seriously about that. Oh, Professor Stem. Yeah, you just you have to introduce yourself as that. It's it's not optional. It's a condition of staying on this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, yes, so I am going to start distributing small animals that I captured in balls to children. Probably hamsters. Seems like it'd be a good choice. They're also going to be genetically engineered to to work well in different environmental conditions. I was thinking I'd just make them glow in the dark. That works too. Alright. That's a much easier change, if nothing else. Yeah, definitely. So was this episode filler or not filler? Extremely filler. Yeah, just absolutely filler. And it wasn't even filler with a new Pokemon. I, I want to go back to uh, to the ending where Professor Oak is like, no, we can't even study these things in their natural environment. We just need to leave them be and never study them again. He sure said that. Yep. No living thing should be studied as a specimen. You scientists were too concerned with whether or not you should do something than whether or not you could. Why was Professor Oak even in this episode? He was completely unnecessary. He was literally just there to introduce Foster. He's traveled so far, but why? And how? Why can't Ashen Cove travel the way Professor Oak traveled? Yeah, I assume he took a plane? Or maybe he just has a Pokemon with Fly? Maybe. But if he has a Pokemon as Fly, then he's keeping it as a specimen, and that's wrong. That's, well, maybe, you know, he could just have partner Digimon. 
Pokemon, whatever. He could have Digimon too. He could. That'd be great. Professor Oak is the first Digidestined. Professor Oak is Jedi and the first Digidestined. Yes! Speaking of, that's a thing we're going to need to discuss in a minute. In a minute. First, we need to say overall thoughts of the episode. It was fine. Below average. Yeah, it was just okay. The main takeaway I got from watching it with friends was that we all thought it was very creepy. The way that Almanite just says, Almanite. I'm a star. Almanite. I'm a star. I'm a star. Let's move on to Black War Greymon's Destiny. Possibly one of the most quotable episodes. Yes, and possibly one of the worst we've seen. Um, yeah. It's a pretty lackluster, too bad episode. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It does start off with Armadillamon being underneath Cody's grandpa's table for literally no reason and getting spotted. (laughs) You're not wrong about that. That is a good way to out yourself, by the way. I just, I'm gonna hide under the table. <laughs> He'll never, ever have a chance, reason to look under the table where his knees are. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then he steals prune juice, as one does. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't judge a man for drinking prune juice. I was thinking more about the stealing prune juice being not great. Okay, stealing is bad. I don't even know if I agree with that. Stealing is fine. It's fine when Team Rocket does it. Exactly. Wow, we are so biased towards Team Rocket, aren't we? (laughs) Only because we are almost literally Team Rocket. Wow, you are correct. See? Huh. My middle name is actually James. (laughs) I'm not even joking. See? See? Oh no, I need blue hair now. You'd look really good with blue hair. I look really good with any hair, and you know it. Well, that's true, but blue would still be a good look for you. I know what colour wig to get next. Yeah. It is revealed... That Cody's dad was basically a Digidestined or something? Yeah, they were a little unclear whether he was one of the original five, or if this was a separate generation of Digidestined, which is a thing. Or if he just was high on drugs while playing video games. Also a possibility, but I'm inclined to say no. I just want to know, like, did he hang out with Daigo and Maki? Ooh. Did two of these five go nuts and try to kill the digital world? Because that's not a great average. Wait, Cody's dad didn't try to kill the digital world. No, but Oikawa did. Oikawa wasn't a Digidestined. Was yeah, he? he was. He didn't get a Digimon. We needed it in, like, three episodes. No, that's, like, after all of this. He's not a Digidestined yet. I am inclined... I See, I feel like the characters they were playing video games with, like, they just didn't physically go to the digital world. They were still involved. They just had, you know, really shitty digivices. Aw, now, now you made me sad. See? I think that's actually what happened, and it's why Oikawa went kind of nuts and evil. It's like they were online dating. Yeah. Oh god, he was online dating to be a digidestined. No wonder it didn't work out. He was Tinder-destined. <laughs> Excuse me while I just write that in the title. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that. That is so bad. It's a digital world swipe left on Oikawa. Oh no, it gets worse. You're welcome for these. You see, this is why I drink. Tinderdestined? Is that even a point? No. Anyway. Oh yeah, and Cody's grandpa knew about Cody's dad knowing about the digital world. Yeah, he was kind of... Pikachu! Yeah. I also love that he just did absolutely nothing when his son's best friend just, you know, sank into a deep depression. He he saw that he was sad and depressed, which is like, 
I probably should have done something about that in hindsight. So let's keep in mind here that he's been, he's met TK's mom on at least two occasions to talk to her about Digimon. He was working with Ken's father. He was at Sam's funeral, but he had no idea Iori was a Digidestin. Or rather, he'd had no idea who Iori was. Oh, yeah. He's not good at this. Yeah, he's not the best at being the smart villain, is he? It's almost like he's being manipulated by a greater power. Couldn't be that. Doesn't sound like something Digimon would do. No, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Honestly, I would have liked the story better if Oikawa had just been Maki. Because it worked out pretty well when they just did. Yeah, yeah, sometimes people just go nuts with grief. Hmm. But Maki's ending wasn't satisfying in Try anyway. Well, yes, but that's a that's a separate issue. It's because she didn't get an ending in Try. She just walked away. She walked away with guns that changed with every shot. <laughs> God, I love that. And then just found the dark ocean in the digital world somehow, and went into it for a, a quick swim. And then that's the end. Hooray. We'll never know if she survived. I don't know. I, f I feel like they're not going to address that in Kizuna, but I guess I don't know what Kizuna is about, really. What if in Kizuna she comes back and she's now Daemon's, like, digitested partner? I'd be into that. That'd be interesting. But I doubt that's it, because Kizuna is... I have no hopes for it. No. I hope it is just one film, because then we might actually cover it. Yeah, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and it is one film, and then they had some, like, short episodes, which is the thing that I saw episode numbers for. Ah, that makes sense. But I, I still, I don't know, I don't think it's going to be very good. So yeah, with this episode, it just seems like Arukenimon is done with everyone. We get a little more extremely vague information about how he made two Digimon from his DNA or something. I don't know. Whatever. And then Blackrock Raymond turns up and just throws it in his face. Just being like, you made it because you're lonely, didn't you? She's like, ouch! Not wrong. He's not wrong. That's why it hurts. Just bullying Goikawa, which is how he became evil in the first place, because everyone's like, ooh, he's weird. Yeah, but this time he bullied him into almost being a good person for a minute. Mm, it nearly worked. I mean, everyone called Blackrock Greymon stupid last episode, and now he's a good guy. That's true. See? That's the lesson that Digimon wants to teach you. Bullying works. Give in to peer pressure. If you abuse people, they'll come round to your way of thinking. That's a great moral of the story. That's what Digimon just said, yes. <laughs> oh no. I I absolutely love Noriko. Just they they just don't know how to write someone actually being arrogant or evil. How am I supposed to achieve perfection if these inferior people keep trying to butt in? It's very frustrating. And then we cut to commercial. Like, that was amazing. What was that? That was a moose. Bug off, insect boy. <laughs> I, I love, forgot that. I love her so much. Insect boy. Bug off, insect boy. Oh, Ken. Ken, you poor, poor child. And not even one protestation that insect, that worms are not insects. Wormon's a caterpillar. He's not even a worm. Yeah. I didn't even realize! God, this doesn't even make sense. Why is he called Wormon? <laughs> this makes no sense. Digimon is not good at continuity or sense-making. Why? At least Leafmon has a leaf. But Wormon's a caterpillar. I didn't realize. Wow. Just blowing minds here today. You just miss things. And then all of a sudden it's like 15 years later and you're, you're 23 and suddenly you're like, wait a second, this worm's a caterpillar. Okay. 
All right. So yeah, no- Noriko really throwing down some I'm eight years old and think I'm smart insults. Yeah, insect boy. <laughs> oh, such a good line. And then, of course, the ever popular. You can't change my mind. I won't let you. <laughs> Who even said that? That was Oikawa talking to Oikawa, or possibly the ancient unspeakable evil controlling him. What's that? I don't know. Does that sound like a thing that, that would happen? No. Okay. I mean, it'd be a bit late in the series to suddenly reveal that there's a, a bigger bad. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like a thing Digimon did last season. Oh, wait. Huh. <laughs> they really did, right? Two episodes before the end, they went, Oh, no, actually, the thing you would just spend 20 episodes fighting... Not the real bad guy. Well, there were still real bad guys. They just weren't the real bad guy. Well, the same is true with Oikawa. They weren't prophesized. <laughs> I forgot about the, like, penultimate episode prophecy that comes into play. God, yes. Oh, there wasn't a prophecy this time. <laughs> oh, Digimon can't do finales. We, yeah. Remember after we finished the finale, and so Genai shows up to give Gatoman her holy ring back because they forgot? Oh, yeah. That's going to be a thing. Huh. I mean, not that that matters anyway, because season three didn't happen. No, no. They just were like, hey, this thing that happened in episode one, I guess we should maybe resolve this very minor plot hole. And it was, Genai was withholding it all along, just like he withholds everything. Oh, no. He had to withhold it because otherwise they couldn't do the the Jogress for some reason. And also, now that she has it back, they continue to be able to do that. Well, okay. Yep. Makes sense. So yeah, a flower blooms out of Noriko's head. It's strange. Why did that not happen to Ken? They're going to explain that next episode, but it's because hers is an inferior copy of the real Dark Seed. Ah. So this one blooms properly because it's inferior. Yes. And also hers is then going to turn into a dark tree or something, which is a thing flowers do. <laughs> a dark tree. I, I believe, I mean, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure that's canon. And then this dark tree will travel back in time and talk to Matt <laughs> to convince him to attack time. Oh, that'd be much better, but no. And then War Greymon is around for reasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has to yell at Oikawa and then make a completely pointless sacrifice. Oh, no, that's Black War Greymon. I was talking about War Greymon. Oh, right, right. War Greymon is also there for reasons. He, for some reason, Agumon is already War Greymon, and he just flies over because he senses something. He sensed a disturbance in the force. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Black War Greymon is back after having to wander off to think for all of the gap between episodes. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's the next day. I hope it's just the next day, because that limits the amount of time that's spent stalking children. That's true. We've done a lot of child stalking the last few episodes. It's really strange how the good guys are stalking children. Well, I mean, okay, I get why they're stalking children, but what if they, like, alerted the authorities or talked to a journalist like PK's mom? I, I don't know. They don't seem to trust Japanese authorities as much. I mean, that's fair, but, like, couldn't you ask Genai his opinion? Izzy emails him all the time. No, he just left now. They finished. No more Genai required. We we brought back Daemon to re- kind of resolve the Dark Ocean. Like, the thing where we sent one Digimon in there, that's the end of the Dark Ocean arc. That's what we got. Hey, remember that thing that was trying to breed with Hikari? Yeah, me either. 
I forgot about the breeding with Hikari thing. Yeah, it was real creepy. I know they wanted her to be queen or something, but that was it. Uh, that, well, they changed that for the dub, which was a, a good thing. Yes, that was only a good thing. Yeah, so the the dub changed it so that the, the weird, not real Digimon things wanted her to be their queen and rise up in rebellion against Digomon. But in, yeah, in the original, they were just like, nope, we are searching for a wife for Digomon. Who we serve. I think it's Dragomon in the dub. Oh, maybe. Or it might be Dragomon. However it's pronounced. But they're not a dragon. They're a big octopus squid thing. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, we've got an ancient forbidden unspeakable evil. Great old one. Wants to do some breeding. And then that's it. Yes. Dark Ocean has been wrapped up. What's this episode doing, though? What has it added? Um, it killed Black War Greymon, which is good. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Black War Greymon. I am not. I do miss the flower. <laughs> the flower. Tell me, was the dark flower that came out of Noriko real? Well, it's in the real world, so I'm going to say yes. Correct. So yeah, Oikawa's like on the verge of becoming good. He then doesn't because there's some spooky shadow thing in him. And all the dark power that's in him that he's taken from the dark flower, he just leaves with it. He does a lot of just leaving. And he's like, I will go to the digital world. And Black Rio is like, no, you won't. Pikachu! I'm going to die before you do that, and then he dies. He does, and he protects the gate that Oikawa was not using anyway. Yeah, I don't think anyone's used that gate all series, apart from maybe Black Crow Greymon himself. Daemon did? Eh, Daemon's gone. But I mean, they're not wrong to say, hey, we need to guard this place because somebody could come along. But also, like, next episode, we're going to invalidate that, that heroic sacrifice because it turns out it was not needed at all. <laughs> it's literally the only good guy thing he's done all series. Mm-hmm. And it was pointless. And he just gets an outline on some strange pixelated structure in the digital world that we've never seen before. And they're just like, wow. And then for some reason, Agumon gets the line despite not being on screen. I love that that thing is the Hikari Gaoka gate, even though it's not the one we used in Adventure and we've never seen it before in any of the times we've used it. It's not the, it's the heightened view terrace gate, isn't it? And I think that was only used in the prequel film before any of the series. Yeah, and then again in, um, well, it was how they got back to uh, the digital world when it appeared in the sky in Adventure. But it's not like they showed up at this random place. I don't know, it's a little unclear, because maybe they could have just floated up into the sky from anywhere. Yeah, I don't think they really specified where that was happening, because it was just after the prophecy and killing Ben and Myotismon. Do you remember Myotismon? Sure don't. Me neither. Yeah. Been a while since that mattered. Thank God they're never coming back. Yeah. Alright, I think I might be done with this episode. Not a lot important really happened, except Noriko <laughs> said really bad burns. There was a great line from TK where his voice just went really weird for some reason. I don't remember this line. It was like right after Black or Greymon died. <laughs> some reason TK's voice went really strange. I don't know why. Fair enough. I don't know if they were just trying to make him sound sad, but it just sounded like he was really childish. She's like, I can't believe like what Greenwood did. So, something stupid like that. So yeah, this episode, not great. It's not great, but it's still not filler. It's progressing something. Oikawa's got dark powers now, Black Greymon's bit the dust. I'm really surprised we have not seen Black War Greymon come back again. I'm surprised that Black War Greymon got one-shot by Oikawa. Yeah, there's that. That sure happens. All of the good Digimon combined couldn't do it, but hey, Rando Human did it. Oh, no. Oikawa's more powerful than Magna Angemon. What is- Pikachu! You're not wrong. That, that's canon. This is stupid. 
It was one dark flower, and he's planted like seven. Why has he planted seven if one has that much power? This show is dumb. Now it's time. It's that time for the Mono a Mono, where we attempt to compare these lackluster episodes. So, should we just say rest in peace, Blackwell Greymon, and give him our Monster of the Week out of pity? Uh, yeah, he deserved it once. He did. He made a noble sacrifice. He called out Oikawa. That's about it. Yeah. He was there, and Borg Greymon was there as well, and Borg Greymon did not contribute. Was Davis in this episode? Davis was there. He found Ken after Ken was called Insect Boy. Oh, right, right, right. He helped him recover from that incredibly sick burn. <laughs> Insect Boy. I can't get over that, insect boy. <laughs> so yeah, Black Crow Greymon, Monster of the Week, for the last time. He was better than Shadow the Hedgehog. R.I.P. Black War Greymon, we knew you too well. I don't think we knew him well enough. He only ever asked a lot of questions and gave very little answers. You're not wrong. More power was his whole character. That's very true. Until the end, where I was like, no wait, that makes me lonely and sad. So now I, I die instead. I mean, that's a mood. So yeah. Which protagonist was worse this week? Uh, I don't know. Neither one of them did anything. Mm. It's rare that Ash is a passenger in an episode, really. Yeah. He only did the bare bones Team Rocket battle. But I think it were based off of who did the very least. It's definitely Davis. This was more focused on Cody than Davis. Which is good. Very rare. It's also rare for a Cody episode to be good, which is why this episode was bad. <laughs> That's... That's true. Okay, let's let's just give Davis a minus one point. Alright. Also, I can't believe it took till episode, like, 47 of them to just straight up say, yeah, Cody's dad's dead. I mean, I think they implied that heavily enough, but it's weird that this is the first time they've really talked about it. Yeah, it was implied very early, but it only properly sort of came up in this last set of episodes. Look, if you're gonna bring up a dead character who was a digi-destined, maybe, you gotta give me a little more than this. Was he one of those five or not? I don't know. I still don't know. Twenty years later, I don't know. Was Cody's dad tinder destined or not? Exactly. We need to know. Did Cody's dad help kill Tapermon? The world may never know. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it, just like, no, don't think that happened. Fair enough. Ooh, what, would you rather have Cody's dad or Matt's dad be one of the original digi-destined? Preferably both. But definitely Matt's dad. Yeah, and then there's some strange mind wipe thing to explain why he only remembers teensy bits of Digimon stuff. Sure, or, you know, he, he blocked it out after they killed Tapermon and he felt really bad about it. That would make sense. I think we'd have then, like, what, Cody's dad, Matt's dad, Mackie, Daigo. And that leaves one more, yeah. Who would be fifth? Well, then Oikawa. He was just as involved as Cody's dad. But Oikawa said that he didn't get to go to the digital world. That's true. I don't I don't think that they did. If we're going with this story, then Cody's dad did. That's true. So maybe Cody's dad got to go on a second adventure and just felt really bad for Oikawa and didn't tell him. Aw. That was sad. Okay, who would you like to be the fifth original Digidestined? Hikari's mom. Or Taichi's mom, as a counterpoint. <laughs> Taichi's mom has got it going on. No, Izzy's mom's got it going on. That's true. Sorry, Izzy's adopted mom. Oh, God, Izzy's biological mom. Oh, no. That'd be so bad. No, because now I'm just imagining a really sad plotline where she, like, committed suicide. Oh, no, don't do that. Out of guilt, and then her partner did as well. 
And they just told us it was a cockroach. Gee. Oh, no. Why Why did you have to make that suggestion and put that train of thought in my head? That's too sad. Well, that is not where I thought I was going with that, so... Sorry? That's why you sent me. No, we need a happier one, like... I don't know. Sora's cousin that studies Digimon. <laughs> Sora's cousin, the random guy who gave them a ride once. <laughs> yeah. It would explain why he studies Digimon in this world when no one believes in Digimon. Which human character was best? There's a correct answer. Alright, tell me. No, I want you to try and figure it out. Noiko? No. She had the best lines, though, I do agree. She she did. Insects, boy. <laughs> just doesn't get old. It doesn't. You know that when he and Miyako get married, that's just all she calls him. <laughs> Book off, insects, boy. Uh, Cody was fine... Really, there were only like three humans in this episode. I guess, I guess grandpa. Yes, you got there. Cody's grandpa is the best. He, he was okay. He did, uh, he, he did psychologically traumatize some children. He, he's not responsible for Oikawa. He's responsible for being a bad human being, but he's not responsible for Oikawa. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that, that making your kids cut playing video games because it's gonna rot their brain, I don't know. That was a bit harsh. Not a fan. He regrets it now, which which is something, but yeah. Hey, that one way you have of bonding with other human beings, we should take that away from you. I mean, he's it's pretty cool how he just, how based off the fact that his son played some video games and was a bit weird about it, he's totally cool with Cody having a giant armadillo under the table. I mean, in fairness, like, his son clearly did talk a lot about and give details about the digital world, he was just... Honestly, I wouldn't be that surprised if, if he did, in fact, get to go, because we we clarified in, in Adventure that with the time differential thing going on, their bodies just stood there for several minutes at a time while days went past in the digital world. That's if the Dark Masters were active at the time. That's true. We don't know when this happened. What if Cody's grandpa was a digidestined? <laughs> I feel like he should have said something and maybe not been a... Pikachu! to his kid. <laughs> what if Cody's grandpa just revealed his own Digimon when he saw Armadillo? That'd be great. Cody's other grandpa. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's just cool with Digimon from the offset. I'm trying to think. Oh, and he also covers for Cody so that Cody can go stalk children. That's true. He is willing to lie to Cody's mom. Excellent role model. It's perfect. He's great. So, which episode had the better storyline? Mm. Digimon's was... It was at least a storyline. Yeah, but it was just so much too late. Episode 47, they go, this main character's dad is dead, and not only that, but the villain was also their dad's friend. Yeah, but they've been doing that for, like, the last four episodes with different people's parents. It's so weird. TK's mom knew Oikawa from four years ago, and Oikawa was also working with Ken's dad, but also all of these people who knew each other indirectly never spoke to each other. But now it's just like, Oikawa was, was dad's best friend, and only now does he realize that Cody was related to him. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'd even be willing to give him that part if we'd mentioned the best friend before. Yeah, it's just a massive stretch. It's kind of out of nowhere. It's really late in the series. Yeah. I wanted Sam to not be dead. Just have Oikawa be Sam. <laughs> no. Yeah. It'd make at least as much sense. What if Oikawa was Ryo? God, that'd be amazing. Alright, uh, so I'm gonna give it to Digimon for having a story. It didn't, wasn't great, but... I like Pokemons, though. Oh, I did not. I was very bored by the entire episode. It was fun. 
Team Rocket were pretty on po- on form. Yeah, but we've given we've given Pokemon the points several times recently for Team Rocket being okay. Yeah, except we haven't. <laughs> I think we're on the point discussion now, so yeah, let's discuss the points. I still want to give the point to Digimon, but that's it's your podcast. I don't really want to give it to Digimon. It's just kind of like Black or Greymon dies for no reason. The episode's pretty slow, and everything just feels like they're throwing stuff at the wall. Just because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. Pokemon's was coherent. It made sense. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I did not like Foster and his home for imaginary Pokemon. They're not imaginary. <laughs> they are literally imaginary. They came back from extinction, that's all. No, I mean that because Pokemon is fiction, they are literally imaginary. All Pokemon are imaginary. Why must you hurt me this way? I mean, I, I just don't want to keep rewarding Digimon purely based on the fact that it isn't filler. That's fair. I just didn't think Pokemon did good filler this week, because I am willing to give good filler the point. I think it was perfectly okay filler. Mm. And Digimon was just a very lackluster or even bad main plot episode. As ever, it's your podcast. <laughs> you don't have to sound so upset. <laughs> I'm not. I am, however, very tired of having this mask on my face for an hour. That is true. I forget that you're in the future. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to give it to Pokemon, because Digimon's had it four episodes in a row despite having pretty bad episodes, and I'm quite frankly sick of Digimon getting these pity points. (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. So that does make the score 24-23 to Digimon still. It's so close. God damn it. Digimon had a four-episode streak, though, despite not having great episodes. That's true. Pokemon just didn't have good episodes for a bit. Yeah, but this was just, like, the fifth mediocre to bad episode in a row. And, like, we can't keep encouraging Digimon to just operate at this level and be like, Ah, it's fine. Pokemon will do filler. I mean, I could argue that we shouldn't encourage Pokemon to keep doing nothing but filler, but I do see your point. If we based it solely off of importance in the overall plot, Digimon wins all the time. And I don't think we should base it solely off of that. That's fair. So, yeah. 24-23 to Digimon. Next time we'll be discussing the 48th episodes. Carrying on for Pokemon and Oikawa's shame. Sounds fun. I just, I can't ever not think of Jay when I hear the, the name Oikawa's shame. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord, and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. Of course, a big thank you to Quinn for joining me this week from the future. Where can the people find you? In the future. Wow. Also on Twitter, at RealYubico, I guess, if you're still stuck in the past, like a normie, like an inferior person trying to butt in. Like an insect boy. This is very frustrating. Okay. It's the last part that always gets me on that quote. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Did you see how I let you have the last word this time? Yeah, you're learning. Bye. Oh, you did not. Uh, so yeah, so my audio this week, my, my cat managed to break my mic- regular microphone, and mm-hmm. the only backup that I have available is the Oculus Rift that uh, the school had to lend me, so I am currently calling you from NVR. That sounds cool. You'd think so, but mostly I just look like a dork. <laughs> How'd you um, know? You can't see yourself.
I'm about to take a picture. Hold on. All I'm hearing is that you're podcasting from the future. <laughs> nah, it's a pretty old Oculus. But, I mean, Digimon's not had technically filler in ages. Like, the last Digimon episode of filler was episode 41, and that was actually the middle of the world Torok. Mm, so true. it was, like, barely filler. But even Digimon's not filler is bad. Anyway, we, we should talk about this. <laughs> She's like, wait a second. This is a conversation we could be having during the podcast duration. So let's start off with Pokey Title, because I didn't fill it in my notes. <laughs> and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. Thank you to our new patrons, of which we have none. So I don't know why I'm reading this bit out. I'm just on autopilot. 